0: Moff gets Grogu. This is spoilers. Like it, Mothra. Short and sweet, baby.
1: This is spoilers.
0: That happens at the very end of episode 14 of The Mandalorian, and we'll get there. But first, can we just go around really quick, east to east? Just say where you're recording from and who you are so we can get through this quickly.
2: <laughs> I like it. Uh, Mike, you recording from Goshen, Indiana.
0: This is weird without a question. Admit. <laughs> <laughs> it's really freaking yeah, weird. It's awkward, <laughs> man. It's on. like
1: attendance here. <laughs>
0: just really quick without spoiling maybe like your favorite part of these two episodes. Just what was your kind of favorite scene set?
2: Uh, scene set, like, uh. Like
0: setting, planet.
2: Oh, I I love, uh, that little. Of the two. Yeah, I love that little garden that our baddie had in the first episode that was so different from the shitty outside world that she had a nice <laughs> garden in her little palace thing. I thought that was nice.
0: See, there's more than two scene sets, Corey, because each episode has scene sets within it.
3: Sorry, I didn't go to film school. <laughs>
4: <laughs> P- PK, you're up. Uh, superhero correspondent pk recording from south bend indiana and uh i loved the little jedi fallen ruins whatever that grogu had his little trip on it was great this the scene set stone the scene
1: uh this is pappy recording from Louisville, colorado yeah i also like the seeing stone like the little zordon-esque force field that was
3: around (laughs) grogu i thought that was really cool rangers kyla uh, this is Corey recording out of tython nice i really liked tython because i live there so that's cool <laughs> <laughs> it is simi valley from what i understand it's, it's been really hard to track out information about that but
4: i miss driving through those mountains
3: um it looks very much like this area it is suspected to be this area i think it is so that's cool
0: that is pretty cool i don't think they shoot any of this in goshen do they mikey <laughs> Uh, None of these worlds are.
3: (laughs) Only Fort Wayne. Fort Wayne is apparently the best Indiana region, right?
2: Not a big backdrop for uh, crack houses in Star Wars universe, so I don't think Ocean works out too well. Lonesome
0: (laughs) Jim is a great movie. (laughs) Yeah. We're missing Fort Wayne correspondent Brett, and we're also missing Stevie. He had baby problems, right, Pappy? He was actually going to host tonight, right?
1: Yeah, he's got a newborn, so he's got to take care of his family. So we're going to have a communal host led by, ushered by, Josh,
3: very graciously. He has to take
0: care of Grogu. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever I go, he goes. But let's start with episode 13. PK, you mentioned it before, just at the at the drop of her name, you almost screamed inside oh. of your pants. Oh. We, we see her ignite <laughs> lightsabers. Inside of his pants? <laughs>
3: <laughs> i got a fucking cable guy reference
0: she ignites her lightsabers within the first what 20 seconds of this episode
4: yeah i was not ready for that um ahsoka tano the one of the greatest star wars characters of all time uh i was in illinois with my girlfriend meeting her family for thanksgiving which was pretty crazy and i was planning on waiting till the next day when we got back to my place to watch it but I kept kind of, like, trying to avoid spoilers, and I knew she was going to be in the episode, but I, I told my girlfriend, I was like, we're watching it tonight, so you're being introduced to Mandalorian tonight, so, and I remember, you know, they, they open with the gong, and there, you see some laser fire in the distance, and I was just kind of joking around, I was like, oh man, I hope they're shooting at Ahsoka, and then you just see that bright white light, and it was just like, oh my god, it was so cool.
0: So PK is going to be really unbiased tonight, totally objective. <laughs> oh, I'm <laughs> giving reviews. both these episodes <laughs>
4: rock hard, Vigo. Yes. So spoiler <laughs> alert,
0: Pap. I want to throw this to you, casual Star Wars, and yeah. then Corey too. But like Normie Pappy, just seeing Ahsoka tan a good episode of Mando make.
1: Um, you know, I she's new to me, so I I, I don't know. Like, it's. I didn't learn a lot about her per se. And it's kind of being like such a normie, like it's kind of like, okay, do I have to go watch like three YouTube videos to understand who she is or like a whole animated series? But I don't know. I, I liked the include, I liked this level of inclusion of the Jedi, right? Like, like when we get too much into like Jedi and referencing like uh, the prequel temples on, Coruscant and stuff like that makes me a little bit nervous but like just the fact that she's kind of like in and out I thought it was like an appropriate level of Jedi involvement from that perspective. Kylo I know
0: you want to chime in on Ahsoka.
3: Yeah Ahsoka's fine I mean I'm watching the Clone Wars right now as are you Josh and we're doing separate podcasts on that but I'm at the point in the Clone Wars where I haven't started liking her yet. (laughs) She does (laughs) kind of start (laughs)
4: off as an annoying person. (laughs)
3: Yeah, and I think that was kind of the case with a lot of fans when she was first introduced. She's, you know, she was young and uh, she has a great arc, from what I understand, but I'm not an Ahsoka fanboy. I think, like Pappy, it's great to have, like, this level of involvement. Like, she's just, like, someone that the Mandalorian meets in his quest, and, you know, it's. We only see as much of her as is connected to his story.
0: This episode is called The Jedi, and there's kind of, like, a one-man siege happening to this town. The city is Calodon on the planet Corvus. Mikey, can you explain what this uh, swamp
2: ass planet <laughs> looks like? Um, well, uh, I guess it has to do mostly with uh, the big baddie of the episode. Um, you guys remember what her name is?
3: Let's just call her her the Magistrate.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember hearing her name, but the Magistrate, uh, I guess she's, like, uh, also using this planet for resources or or something, and she's made a bunch of money, and she's just, like, kind of destroying uh, the planet at the same time. So, capitalism at its finest here, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) of (laughs) course, but... Yeah, she's just kind of, like, making everybody miserable because there's, like, nothing left of this planet. And, uh, she's kind of, like, now a, in charge of the town. She's holding people prisoner and stuff, and everybody's having a really awful time in town. And I guess Ahsoka Tano is here to liberate everybody, uh, but she's kind of only... It's, yeah, she's like you said, Josh, she's just by herself, so she doesn't really have... Any sort of great plan going in there.
3: She's got Michael Bean, though.
0: Is she there to liberate people? Is she not? Uh, it seems she's more there just to get that information about
2: Admiral oh, Thrawn, her, her master.
0: Yeah. Which that was, like, I remember reading those books when I was in eighth or ninth grade, like the height of my nerddom. And, <laughs> like, I don't know. It seemed like a really heavy name drop at that moment, but basically at the beginning of the episode Mando and Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka have to team up and like it's it's an unlikely team because Jedi and Mandalorians are like age old enemies but Pappy can you after they team up can you just kind of give us a high level view of what actually happens here in the episode kind of the course of events
1: yeah I think like the main thing which you alluded to in the opening was that Grogu baby Yoda now has a name and that there's a kind of telepathic connection that Ahsoka and Grogu share I guess are we gonna call him Grogu are we gonna keep calling him baby Yoda I'm curious as to where you guys
4: well I think it's funny because like that scene where they start to kind of train him or try and like she tells Mando to to you know to try to connect with him and he's like all right kid and she walks right up to his face and says, Grogu. Like, I'm pretty sure that was her talking to the entire audience of the show. Like, this is what his name is. <laughs> call him so, this. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I like his name. So I, I like to call him Grogu.
0: Every time you say the word Grogu, he makes this adorable sound like, and it is <laughs> crazy. <laughs> What else happens though, Pappy? Because Mando and Rosario Dawson have to kind of burn through a lot of guards and stuff, but to what end?
1: Yeah, they're, like you said, they're burning through a lot of guards. Uh, Eventually, there's some people who are in the town who have been imprisoned in these, like, power chain crucified things. They were definitely the Christ-like characters of the episode, but they're, like, (laughs) hung up there, and they get freed, and it's Mando versus... What's his name? Uh, Michael Bean, and it's Rosario Dawson versus the magistrate. And I and I kind of I did like the scene quite a bit because it, it flashes between the magistrate's using what like a Beskin spear. Is that what it's Beskar? It's
0: awesome. Beskar, yeah, it's it's the Mandalorian metal.
1: It's pretty badass versus like a dual lightsaber wielding Jedi. It's a pretty interesting matchup. But like even more interesting is that it keeps cutting back to. Michael Bean and the Mandalorian in this like old west style standoff, so old west that like as the Mandalorian walks up, there's like the sound of spurs, basically like it could be like <laughs> a spaghetti western, like for the exact same sound effects. But like you're, you're kind of hearing the side sound effects of the battle in the background, like as Mando and Michael Bean are talking shit to each other.
3: I I really liked that part. I thought that
1: was one of the best parts of the episode.
3: Yeah, same here. It's very reminiscent of. Uh, what he does in tombstone you remember with doc Holliday at the very end Mm -hmm. and he's in that movie as johnny (laughs) gringo it's just kind of like the the showdown because he was built up to be like the magistrates like number one like right hand man and uh, they kind of have just their little like draw moment and of course mando comes out on top
2: i think it just showed off how awesome the soundtrack is and how it's perfect like it's space western i don't even it's (laughs) its own genre now of music
4: and not only the soundtrack but the sound design itself like the during that fight like like i've I've said it multiple times in this pod. i love action scenes with with minimal music and i think that scene was like a perfect example you know they start off as like it's all quiet they both are like squaring up in their their poses and that first strike you know there's just the best car going against the lightsaber i think it was so cool to hear those like clashing sounds of the metal versus the the whatever the fuck kind of sound a lightsaber makes whatever you call that but yeah i think the sound design in this show has has been amazing so far
1: mm-hmm. yeah it sounds great and you said kind of to what end i guess like you said the name drop of grand admiral thrawn is mentioned That part um, got
0: me hyped up. Which, can I talk about that for a second? Please. I thought that was maybe poor storytelling to drop his name at like the height of a dramatic moment. I was thinking about this the other day, and it seems like hearing his name for the first time, especially for someone like you, Pap, just seems like it'd play better if she was talking to Mando about it, and you could kind of get his reaction. I don't know. How did, how did that play for you? I thought it was a little over the top.
1: I don't you know I didn't play yeah I I, again I didn't recognize the name I don't know it's kind of we're gonna get into it in like the next episode as well and I think that maybe I liked it even more there I guess because it's more on theme with like the Mandalorian and stuff but you know at the end of the day there's only one piece of Star Wars media ever made that's not reliant on another piece of Star Wars media for context, and that's the first Star Wars movie ever made, and like, true, the Phantom Menace, yeah. No, 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 that, <laughs> <laughs> that is not trackier. But like, I don't know, and like, it's just, it's just weird to me to. I'm gonna like, I guess veer off a little bit i want to hear what you think about this josh because like one of the central theses themes of the last jedi is let the past die kill it if you have to and i think it's like you know pretty explicitly talking about you know like moving on with star wars and like everyone seemed to love that movie and now everyone seems to love just like all the references like and i don't really necessarily have a problem with it because i said a lot of it's new to me but like Mm -hmm. i don't know josh you seem a little annoyed by uh is it shoehorned for you? Is that is that what you're getting at?
0: <sighs> I do think it's a little shoehorned and like I said I just think they could have played that a little bit closer to the chest instead of a moment when like a lightsaber is up to someone's
2: throat and there's heavy music. Um what's the uh significance of
4: this guy? He's a fucking badass. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds <laughs> Everybody
2: has a badass name in this universe. What are you talking about? He's a blue
4: guy with red eyes and wears a fresh white suit and is like a tactical military genius that basically is like the opposite of what typical imperial officers are. He's like – he lets like subordinates come up with ideas and like if it's a good idea, he's going to run with it because he's smart. It's like he doesn't rule by necessarily fear. But, like, you know, if you're not on his side, you're definitely gonna fear this motherfucker because he's, he's also a fucking savage when it comes to combat, too. So. Yeah,
2: that all sounds fucking amazing, but, like, me and Pappy, we don't know any of these guys, and it's just, like, can we get a hologram of this guy running around and cutting the <laughs> dude's head off or something, or how cool is he? I just want to know.
4: It was super cool for me, like, when I heard that, but, like, at the same time, I I totally am on board with what you're saying, Josh, like... A lot of people that are just more Mandalorian fans, not deep into the Star Wars lore, were probably like, huh? Who?
2: Grand Admiral Prawn?
1: I mean, but at the same time, like I said, like let's say you had never seen anything else Star Wars, right? Like, I don't think that I would be mad about that guy's name, per se. And I wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't bother me when someone from an animated series shows up or i wouldn't think it was cool like i would be a little bit confused as to why i think like why i'm supposed to think this boba fett guy is so cool like it's like the show is like definitely like hyping him up in like the next episode but like i don't know if you had no context i think it's a fine line right and i think it's doing okay ish they're doing a lot of setup
4: yeah i'm just curious to see if they're setting up like a off for Ahsoka and she's going to be going after Thrawn and like potentially her own series or like, cause I mentioned before, hmm. I think it was either the first or second episode of this. It was one of the two episodes that we did so far for this se- season. Like Giancarlo Esposito or however you say his name, Moff Gideon had a quote like saying a lot of the stuff that happens this season is laying the groundwork for like seasons three and four. So now I'm starting to think, you know, Maybe, like Josh said in the last episode, maybe Moff Gideon does get taken out more early on in the series and maybe Thrawn will become the big bad. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's going to show up in this show or if he's going to be in a completely different series and they're just setting up that. But who knows?
0: Corey, before we get out of this episode, I want to throw it to you because I think one of the things that's frustrating in a good way is how vague uh, Ahsoka's Place in the world is now at the time of like this happening. Yeah, where where do you think she is on her path of Jedi? Like, obviously, she's seen her master become Darth Vader to some extent, but yeah, what? W- just fill out some color on her. Like in your mind's eye, where is she at?
3: Uh, I mean, from the little amount of research I've done, she's probably doing things that are connected to the series Rebels. The timelines kind of coincide a little bit. So she's probably, uh, everyone's talking about, um, what's the guy from Ezra? Everyone's talking about Ezra online right now saying that she's probably looking for Ezra. So, I mean, it might be that. I don't know a whole lot about the Rebels timeline other than that he's, you know, a former Jedi like her and he was kind of like, lost in time or something at the end of that series but but. is she
0: like a jedi or sith or just like a straight mercenary that can use the force at this point ahsoka yeah
4: she leaves the jedi order that you'll you'll i don't want to say too much because you'll you'll see that in clone wars that's kind of part of her this is story arc she gets yeah so yeah she gets framed for like a crime against the senate and like, she obviously knows it wasn't her, and they like come after her hard. And eventually, they find out, Oh, sorry, you didn't do it, so we're sorry. And then she's just like, All right, well, the Jedi way is like definitely got a lot of flaws. So she basically says, Peace, I'm out. And Anakin gets bummed out. And then I think that's partially the reason she kind of feels guilty for, you know, abandoning her master when the next time she sees him, or one of the next times she sees him, not the last time, but um is in the rebel series and she actually fights against him as darth vader so it's like i feel like she has some guilt and feels like she's partially responsible for what happens to him but yeah she's not actually a jedi so that's one of the reasons why people are kind of confused about the title of the episode
3: i do want to add a little bit that she the, the whole point of this episode was for mando to finally deliver Grogu to a Jedi, like he's finally going to release him to one of his own, right? That doesn't happen. She says, I can't train him. Too much fear in him. Very classic Jedi Master stuff. They never want to train anyone. There's always a reason that they can't do it.
0: They're pretty lazy, aren't they? Yeah. (laughs) I got to study for an exam, so...
3: (laughs) Can't train him. (laughs) I have a goddamn veterinary exam tomorrow. (laughs) But she tells him to go to a new place, which is the next episode, and um, I... I think it's either going to be that she does end up coming back to train him, because that's you know pretty classic Star Wars stuff right there, or we're going to get a new Jedi. But uh, I was probably going to be the former.
0: That'd be cool. I'd be down for any of that stuff, Mikey. Let's get into episode 14. It's called the tragedy. It's real sad at the end, but at the <laughs> beginning, it's, it's so warm and fuzzy. We got Baby Yoda, Grogu, and Mando playing with this ball. I think this is kind of an important scene. Do you remember this?
2: Uh, Well, the ball thing comes up a lot. Uh, It's kind of like the way they've kind of like formed a friendship around it. Uh, It's kind of how Mando gets the baby, baby Grogu to like kind of use his powers because he's like a cat with this ball. He's like obsessed with it and he's always trying to grab it and... It's the one thing he'll use his powers for. So, yeah. um, And then it comes in later after his ship blows up that the ball is, like, the only thing that survives. So, the ball is, like, really important to their relationship. It's his favorite toy. And it's not a toy.
0: But this interaction specifically, he's, like, testing him. And Baby... There's, like, so much back and forth that just shows, like, the depth of the relationship. He's, like, take this out of my hand using the Force. And he does... And he does it with like such force that Mando curses, and the curse he uses is Dank ferric. <laughs> <laughs> I rewound it and read the CCs, so I had that in my notes. But
4: I also love that right before that he he's like just saying his name over and over, like ah, <laughs> I know your <laughs> name, bitch. And he's like he gets so hyped when he responds, Let's right there, or whatever noise he makes. <laughs> it's adorable,
0: Pappy. Did this make you? like like Stevie 2 episodes ago called this happening soon in this in the course of the season here. I think he was off by one episode actually, but did this scene make it feel like yep, baby Yoda's getting taken away here?
1: Uh I mean, I was actually kind of surprised. I was shocked because I actually I think the way it went down is I said Robert Rodriguez is up directing an upcoming episode and Stevie said, "Oh, baby o is getting kidnapped for sure." And lo and behold, it's the Robert Rodriguez directed <laughs> episode. But I don't know, I was really impressed by that call from Stevie. Uh but I, I loved that cute moment, but there's also this moment when they're like he's circling in on like the stone planet and it does very much look like California <laughs> as they're going down and like he's like, "Well, we can't land. We have to like go without windows." And it's, like, him on the jetpack with Baby Yoda and, like, the Mandalorian, like, theme, (laughs) like, plays once. Like, that moment got me so excited for some reason. I freaking love that.
0: What sucks about that is, is he uses the jetpack to such a veil there, but he, like, doesn't have it the rest of the episode. Super frustrating. (laughs) They sure do create a reason
3: for him to set it down, don't they?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well... He gets to that place, He's jetpacks over there, sets Baby Yoda down on, like, this rock, and while he's kind of looking around for a power switch, Grogu touches it and actually starts, like, utilizing it, and gets put into, like, Papi you called it the Zordon force field. <laughs> right. But he's just in there meditating, supposedly, you know, just blasting out signals throughout the universe, I'd imagine. But... In the meantime, everything bad is unfolding around him, unbeknownst to little baby Yoda. Are you guys shocked to see Boba Fett in here again so soon and so seemingly permanently? Like, let's just get into it. Boba Fett is part of the squad now. I was telling
3: my wife the day before this came out, I was like, it's time for Boba Fett to pay off. Like, (laughs) the two teases, like, something needs to happen now. And what do you know? He comes in this episode looking like, Uncle Fester, (laughs) when he shows
0: up with Mulan. I feel like that's weird, because I, I felt like the story writing would have been great if he just appeared, like, the one time. Like, was it necessary to bring... I love him bringing him back, but I'm just saying, like, both ways I thought could live on their own, so it came as a surprise to me. I avoided spoilers really well with this episode. No, I mean, they did a whole episode about why he needs to come in
3: contact with the Mandalorian. <laughs> you know, him getting the armor. Like, mm-hmm. that was the point of that episode, I feel.
4: And now it's necessary because Mando needs a ship. And he's supplying a ship for him, essentially.
1: Kylo, can I ask you a question? Yeah. How does one even survive that Sarlacc pit? Like, I've always thought <laughs> th- found that to be, like, the least satisfying part Of Boba Fett coming back it's like no one's ever really gone even if you fall into like
3: the jaws of like a monster like how did he get how did he get out of that yeah that's a little unbelievable I mean they set up the Sarlacc to be like you go in this thing and you're fucking done uh in in the old comics I think I have him actually um he like just jetpacked out of there (laughs) oh okay,
2: (laughs) that would make sense Yeah. yeah
3: Uh, I don't know what his current story is going to be. It might have to do uh, with the crate dragon. That's what uh, yeah. one video I saw suggested.
0: It does look like this Boba Fett has been digested a bit. Yeah,
2: yeah it it's a true. little scaly. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little acid washed, <laughs> his skin's a little leathery. Yeah. PK,
4: are
0: you on the Boba train?
4: Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> how can you not be after the badassery that he pulls off? Like, even before he got his army back, like that Tuscan Raider weapon that he was using, that was fucking brutal. Like, yeah, I love the fact that cool this show has sh- shown stormtroopers are still stormtroopers, but also now they're just getting completely destroyed. Like, that one where he just breaks the the helmet and then you actually see him laying there and his helmet's just like split in half you're like that dude is 1000% dead like in a brutal way which I mean going back to the last episode I know a lot of people are like wanting like dismemberment in more Star Wars when it comes to (laughs) lightsabers so it's like it's essentially you know they're making this you know family friendly but man that was brutal and I loved it
3: hard to believe this is the guy that got like Goofily knocked into the Sarlacc by accident, <laughs> by Han Solo, right? Like, just kind of like accidentally hit him in the back. And then he just, I don't know, flew against the barge, fell into the Sarlacc pit. He didn't go out in a very, like, respectful manner, I feel, <laughs> in Return of the Jedi.
4: I just, also, I love, I don't know if you guys caught it, but I'm sure Corey did. Uh, like, when he asked, when Din and asked him, like, are you Mandalorian? And he, he quotes his father from Attack of the Clones. He quotes Jango Fett. He's like, I'm just a simple man making his way through the galaxy. That was freaking awesome.
3: He's just like, I'm a meme. He should have just said
0: that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a simple meme making his way
2: through the galaxy.
0: The internet. So, Mikey, Boba Fett comes down and he's trading Grogu's safety for his armor back. He, he's got him dead to rights. He wants his armor back. But can you explain kind of maybe the psyche behind... I'll just spoil it. At the end of the episode, Boba and Mando are just flat out teaming up in their team Grogu. They're just flat out traveling the universe trying to get Grogu now together. How do they build to that?
2: Uh, well, we have all of those stormtroopers who end up being just, uh, a distraction for the dark troopers to take away baby Grogu and, uh. Yeah, I guess Boba Fett doesn't really have to sit, have to help Mando, but it's just he's part of the clan. So I, I guess he's just like indebted to one of his own. So he doesn't have to, but he's being a good guy. And Mando obviously has no ship now. And I don't know. It was kind of like a... Just two two guys head nodding at each other and like acknowledging <laughs> that they need each other. It's like no words need to be spoken. It's just like bro. I need I need a solid here and Bro code. Yeah. It's like they're they're basically family. Like there's like not many Mandos left, so why wouldn't they help each other?
0: I feel like in a way, this is almost making Chewy and Han's relationship make more sense, like in hindsight. Like I guess in this universe having this life packed and being like super true to principle is like a thing.
3: I feel like, yeah, the Mandalorian earns a lot of people's respect. We saw that a few episodes ago with Cobb Vanth because they were about to shoot each other too. And then they're like, all right, let's work together for a little bit and cut a deal. Like I think people respect Mm -hmm. him and then they decide to work with him.
2: Plus he's so cool. Like, yeah, I want to hang out with that guy more. I want (laughs) to see what he's up to. Just look at him. (laughs) But honestly, I was like kind of shocked that his ship was destroyed because it's almost like a character uh, now in the series and yeah. there's nothing left of it. So I th- I thought that was like mm-hmm. kind of unexpected for me personally.
1: Press F to pay respects. We spent a lot of time like fixing up the Razor Crest this season. <laughs> like and that was all for naught. Yeah. Like, uh, sorry, fish <laughs> guy. Your nets are going to go unused. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. man. <laughs>
4: Do you guys think uh, Boba Fett will die in this series, and Mando will take over control of the Slave One, aka his, his ship?
1: No one's ever really gone. Yeah, he'll die <laughs> just like he
0: fell into a starlight yeah. pit.
1: Something about this episode, like a couple episodes ago, we said like the it felt a little like Skyrim Questy when they were going on a mission, like. This is gonna. This is going to be the most fun level in the Mandalorian video game. Like it so much feels like a video game with like the waves of stormtroopers coming, and eventually Baby Yoda's sh- shield goes down, and you have to protect Baby Yoda, and he's gonna have a health <laughs> yeah. bar, and you have a health bar, and you can't let like either health bar run out. Like it's. Oh man! When is this
3: video game coming? I'm so ready for it. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get a job at EA. <laughs> Mikey,
4: what'd you think of? Uh- I'm also a big fan of your boy Indiana Jones, so what'd you think of that, like, slight Indiana Jones reference with the big rock rolling down the hill and <laughs> the stormtroopers for oh, some reason not yeah. running to the side, they just try to run away from it? <laughs> uh,
2: it okay, what is, what is the deal with this whole these whole scenes with the stormtroopers? Like... They, the Empire has infinite money, and they hire these losers to command <laughs> all of these dumb idiots, and they, like, cannot think for themselves. The guy on the turret is shooting at a rock? Like, a moron. Like, you're not going to do anything to the rock. I don't know. Like, what is... Is that a whole meme that they're just supposed to be so fucking dumb that, of course, the Jedi cannot lose in this universe?
3: Every evil organization needs putties.
2: <laughs> I know. But, but guys,
4: like, they look so cool.
2: Yeah, uh, I know that's the thing is they are so cool looking, <laughs> especially the guy, the guy with the the shoulder thing, the red shoulder thing. He looked the awesome. The orange shoulder pad. <laughs> but it's just they're so dumb and it's hard to take them seriously in anything that they do because they're terrible shots and they don't know <laughs> how to get out of the way of stuff.
0: I think it has a lot to do with self-gratification. I'll stop referring to masturbation directly on the spot as much, but, like, <laughs> this is John Favreau being, like, Robert Rodriguez, you grew up with stormtroopers. Kill them in the coolest ways,
2: like, you know how. I know. I just want them to be competent, though. everyone's <laughs> just they're so stupid. If the stormtroopers
3: showed up and suddenly just fucking wrecked everyone, that would be, like, no one would accept that, Mikey. <laughs> that would be so unfounded. <laughs>
1: Speaking of Robert Rodriguez, did you guys like the look of the action? I listened to a couple podcasts before this and I heard like some mixed reviews in terms of the way that the action was framed. I thought it like I thought it was a cool
0: battle scene.
4: I loved it. Was okay, cool. so
0: if you've played Star Wars Battlefront, you you felt like you were playing <laughs> the game at one point during this. We've but lost the
1: command point. They used you, you <laughs> they back. used
0: one of the direct uh, Like when you start signing into a game and it's loading and it goes, (laughs) they did that. That was like (laughs) Boba Fett's like rocket launcher made that exact same video game noise. I loved it, Pappy. Honestly, like I didn't have any qualms with that.
2: I I thought it was cool too. Like Boba Fett's intro with his armor is like, first of all, he looks massive in the armor and he's like a real tanky looking boba fett this time around and Mm -hmm. he's just like beating the shit out of everybody and he has a really cool action scene and all of the stormtroopers are terrified of him and then when he shoots that rocket and turns around and it explodes behind him it's like cool guys don't look at explosions classic (laughs) awesome meme right there and boba fett looks sick in his armor it was like a really cool redemption for like how awful his exit was from the Star Wars franchise for so long is like he is still a badass to see.
0: He uses so many gadgets too to dispatch his foes. It's amazing. Um, I think that's about it. There's actually a little epilogue. First, Mando stops by, and Pappy Gina Carano is on another Mando episode, I guess. Yeah. And <laughs> the predictions here are right too. Like she did turn straight, but she helps him out with a little favor, and then pappy this last scene with moth and we've talked about before how it's kind of jarring Corey, i think you said that when we see things with gideon and it's out of um mando's perspective but Mm -hmm. can you just at least lay out what happens here at the very very end
1: yeah one of my favorite parts of the very very end here is moth opens up the chamber where baby yoda is and even he's like whooping stormtrooper ass he's just like (laughs) swinging them all around with the force it's hilarious but yeah uh apparently like i forget that he gets like tranked or something and they put him in shackles i remember that and like yeah he's he calls dr pershing and alludes to the fact that they now have their their donor so it's looking pretty pretty tragic for
0: for baby yoda at this point those baby shackles are so sad
4: it is dude. i think the worst part was when after he was choking everybody out and he got tired he was making those like you could hear him breathing really heavy like like a baby breath and it was ah oh, it's so it's so sad
2: <laughs> but it was so funny seeing gustav go, oh so sleepy
4: <laughs> <laughs> i did like how they gave him more of like a personality and he's not just you know a yeah. stone-faced imperial officer yeah he was like toying with him especially when he pulled out the dark saber like ah, ah, ah. that was well, cool. does
0: anybody have any final thoughts here on episodes 13 and 14
3: i have a, a couple but i'll save the first one when the mandalorian uh went to his wreck ship and you know baby yoda had been abducted and he he pulled out the ball and it had the sad music playing I almost wept. I was I felt oh, so bad, and that's as close as I get, man. I was I was almost there. A really sad scene, really well done, and I think everyone felt like some kind of heartbreak from this episode. It was, you know, we care about this little guy like he does now. It's and he's he's adorable too.
1: Kyle, you're closer to like the pulse of the Star Wars community, operating a memes page and now a, a store. And also being a member of several forums, is it generally universally positive so far to this point for The Mandalorian? Like, does anybody have the hot
3: take that they don't like it? That hasn't started yet, so (laughs) that'll probably (laughs) come, like, mid-next year, where it's really popular to hate The Mandalorian. Right now, everyone's on board. (laughs) About six months ago, everyone turned on Baby Yoda. Not everyone, but, like... The prequel fans, (laughs) what I call them. Zoomers. Um, A lot of them talk shit about Baby Yoda specifically, but uh, the show is still in good standing.
2: (laughs) Prequel fans. That's a dark and scary bunch.
4: (laughs) I'm calling it right now. I mean, I think they've been leading up to it, but it's Moff Gideon and Mando are definitely going to fight with the Darksaber versus that Beskar Spear. It's got to happen. Good call. Originally, I thought, you know, that's why they're going to bring Ahsoka in so she could fight him. Cause she has lightsabers but nah now that like the spear survived the crash like it's gonna happen he's gonna fuck I think he's gonna kill him I
3: still think they're gonna do what I said on the last one like he's gonna gather up all his friends and they're gonna have to you know take him on we'll probably see Bo-Katan again maybe even Cobb Vanth
4: they're gonna I mean to take on those dark troopers that look like lego bionicle things (laughs) they're definitely gonna need some help (laughs)
2: So does Moff Gideon have, like, force powers, or is he just awesome? I don't think he does. I
3: highly doubt
2: they'll give him force powers. He's just got a cool sword. He's just awesome. I respect that. We're going to see
3: Bill Burr again, too, so that's exciting. Oh, uh, okay, wait, yeah. Yeah. Can we yeah. talk about <laughs> that? that,
1: like... <coughs> Kylo or yeah, Kylo. Let's do the Mister Plinkett test. What can you tell me about Bill Burr's character other than like describing his appearance? He's from Space
3: Boston. Yeah,
1: you know you're describing <laughs> Bill Burr. There's no reason to bring back this character other than it's Bill Burr <laughs> I'm fine with it, and my my initial intuitive reaction was fuck yes, but that's because I like Bill Burr. But like, yeah, same. it's because it's Bill Burr, right? Like, there's no <laughs> other reason for that character to be brought back. <laughs>
4: No, I mean they make it make sense cuz you know he was a former imperial sniper so it's like he has some side of some type of insight towards the empire and <sighs> what guess. their strategies are. So he's are. a
2: terrible shot. <laughs> <laughs> he
4: can't hit shit. I don't know how he's going to help them track the pl- that ship down but it's a lead I guess.
0: There's kind of a weird editing moment too when they were revealing Bilbar's face. He's like I need you to I forget exactly how it worked, but Mando's basically like, I might need a favor from you. And then she starts like popping up all these criminals and then he tells her, I need you to find the criminal I need. Like, <laughs> After she's doing it or something? I don't know if anyone else m- noticed that.
3: but She's going to pick one at random. I got one. <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> I know the type you like to hang out with, Mando, but let's go ahead and get our final yes or no's here. Mikey, will you, do you mind kicking us off for these? Going east to east again?
2: yeah uh, they're obviously both hard yeses i still love the show i've not turned on baby yoda yet like the prequel weirdos <laughs> uh i like everything and like we didn't talk about how ahsoka looks but like she's a one-to-one to how the cartoon looks and i've haven't seen the cartoon but i've seen pictures of ahsoka and like for such a crazy looking character like great job on the practical effects used on rosario dawson Incredible job, because that, really, that could really have gone a different way and looked really weird and kind of horrible, but I thought it looked great, and yeah, she seems like a really cool person, and PK's idea of her having her own spin-off show, chasing Grand Admiral Thrawn, that sounds really cool. Um, I hope that wasn't just a one-off thing. That seems like they've been building up to Rosario Dawson playing this character for so long just to have this brief moment with her would seem kind of like a waste, but I don't know. I I like everything about this series still so far, and I'm glad Mando's getting some more armor or equipment and stuff, so I love that video game stuff. Can't wait for the last couple episodes.
4: Uh, I think up next, I already gave these two episodes a yes at the beginning of the pod, but uh, yes for both. Um, Yeah, Ahsoka, I think turned out great rosaria dawson pulled it off um Mm -hmm. in really good fashion i think she people were worried about the voice but i think she actually sounded like you know a mid 40 year old ahsoka what she would kind of sound like and um yeah i I thought it was really cool that she name dropped yoda i know pappy you're kind of like when it comes to like bringing up too much of the past and linking it to the the movie universe but i thought that was cool and she's a badass and i'm glad they kind of uh kept it real there but yeah the second episode was i think even better and um robert rodriguez killed it and made everybody get in the feels but also had like not just for baby yoda but i think seeing boba fett in action and all that stuff people have been waiting like 40 years for that so i think that was a really cool moment to have for some of the old original trilogy fans that grew up with that stuff which i mean i did but now nah, i wasn't born when it first came out so i think that was a really cool moment so yeah excited to see the gang get back together for the last two episodes and for shit to hit the fan so i'm ready
0: cool i'll insert myself here josh from goshen i'll give both of these both of these episodes a pretty hard yes but I do have a hard warning. I used to be really into the television show Sons of Anarchy. Oh, and same. For me, that show jumped the shark when Jax's son, like baby son started getting like kidnapped all the time. And like <laughs> that was right at the end of season 2 when that happened then. So like I'm really wary going into this with like I don't think this is a well they can keep coming back to like Baby Yoda can't be stolen every season, and then there's a big rescue mission at the end to get him back. So I'm really hoping it's well done, and I think they can do it. But there is some cynicism moving forward for me.
1: Uh, this is Pappy. I'm gonna. One thing I didn't mention on episode or chapter thirteen, I, I really didn't like the look of the planet. Like I get it thematically. Like Mikey said, it's like the perils of capitalism is like extreme industry and it's grossly smoggy and overcast and everything's kind of Brown, but it just kind of made it an unpleasant Cleveland watch. Yeah. Gary, Indiana. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to go more, not a soft yes, but more of a soft yes, a softer yes for the Jedi. And then just a regular yes for the tragedy. Um, these episodes remind me a lot of like when we would do a couple MCU movies a year and we'd have PK on and I would feel like just such like a fucking like out of the loop old person, like having to look up like who is this person and like, what is the context to the broader like universe in which they exist? And it's just kind of, I don't know. I don't, it's just kind of a bummer having to do that. You know what I mean? Like I I get that. I probably should have watched like the clone wars or whatever, but like, I don't know who Ahsoka Tano is. Like I don't, know if we need to keep coming back to Boba Fett and like I could I'm not predicting this but I could see a world in two or three seasons where they bring back like one too many characters and they change something about them or they mismanage that character and all of a sudden everyone's going to hate the Mandalorian and like all of a sudden all of these good graces are going to be burned so like I, I hope the series keeps moving forward I'm more of a fan of new planets new people new settings but When I'm watching The Mandalorian, I'm a very happy pappy. So yes to both episodes at the end of the day.
0: Kylo, bring us home.
3: Yeah, I'm going to give both a yes, hard yes. I really love this series a lot. I really like Star Wars, and uh, they're doing some really good stuff with The Mandalorian. I want to make a couple unlikely predictions. So these are things that could happen, but probably won't. We know that Grogu was calling out to someone through the Force... The, I think the obvious but probably won't be used answer is Luke Skywalker. This is like after Return of the Jedi and he's just like the shit. He's like the Jedi in the galaxy right now. So I feel like realistically, if it should go to anyone, should be him. Probably won't do that though. Probably bring Ahsoka back. Second unlikely prediction. During his experimentation, Grogu ends up getting killed. The next season is Mando and his friends getting revenge. Mm. Probably won't oh do that God. either because I imagine he sells a lot of plushies. But uh, <laughs> I do really love the Mandalorian a lot, so just just a yes. I mean, we've said it all.
1: One more thing, Kylo, uh, off something that you mentioned. Uh, you mentioned Tombstone, episode twenty-eight of spoilers. That very, very, very soon is no longer going to be available anywhere. So we encourage you to just look for our Patreon. Uh, link and also Spoiler Man will tell you how to reach out to us but yeah please do support our Patreon and Spoiler Man take us away
4: got him
0: Spoiler Man here our email is podcast spoilers at gmail.com Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod our Instagram is podcast spoilers It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review.
2: That was spoilers.